Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to take a minute to talk to you about making authentic friendships. You might remember the founder, Juliana Featherman, from episode 34 of Adventures in Autism. She is an autism sibling who created this amazing interactive web app that enables children ages 13 and up and adults with special needs to make friends based on age, interest, diagnosis, and geographic location. Parents and caregivers can also sign up to connect with other parents and caregivers. For more info or to sign up, head to makingauthenticfriendships.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Adventures in Autism, episode 73. I am Megan Carranza. Thank you so much for coming to listen. If it is your first episode, welcome. And if you have been listening, thank you so much for coming on back. And as usual, I just have to start by saying thank you so much to everybody who is just supporting the show and listening, sending messages, writing reviews, especially those on Apple Podcast. <laughs> they really help people to find the show and they just make me so happy when I when I read your sweet words. So thank you so, so much to everyone who has taken the time to leave a review. I don't really understand algorithms, but I know that the more ratings and reviews the show gets, the more people can find it and then we can just keep on sharing the love. So thank you so much. It means so much to me. And today I am super excited about today's episode. My guest is Mary Susan McConnell, who you might be familiar with from her podcast, the Mama Bear podcast, which I am a somewhat new listener to her show. It was recommended to me by a couple different listeners and past guests of my show. And everybody was like, oh my gosh, if you listen to the Mama Bear podcast, you would love it. So I had to check it out and they were a hundred percent right. I do love it. <laughs> um, I'm like still going through the, the older episodes and I'm going to be really sad when I'm caught up because it's just such, such a great show. And the really cool thing about Mary Susan and her show is that it is for special needs parents, but it is not necessarily autism. She has moms on who are, you know, raising any child with any diagnosis. And it's always amazing to me how much I can relate to these stories, even though, you know, my kid has autism and their kid maybe doesn't. It's just, there's little pieces from every story that just connect with me. And I know that you guys will feel that way today listening to Mary Susan because she is a special needs mom, but she is not an autism mom. So we are kind of flipping the script today. Um, but I'm so excited for you guys to hear from her. She is going to share her whole journey with her, her beautiful daughter who was adopted from Ghana and they have a incredible, very unique story that I'm so excited for you guys to listen to. And then one of the other things that we talk about a lot is just how she manages self-care because if you listen to her show, which you definitely need to be if you're not, <laughs> Mary Susan is just so good at finding like really manageable ways to practice self-care and maybe not even things that you would necessarily think of as like your typical sort of like self-care. But if you do something with the intention behind it, it, it really does 
it's amazing how like you can find like little little pieces of joy and happiness <laughs> throughout the day if you just like have that intention behind it which honestly she taught me that really just from listening to her show. So that's one of the main reasons why I wanted to, to chat with her and get her on today. But we just had, we had so much fun. Mary Susan is like the combination of like the cool girl in high school who was also just like so sweet and you want to be friends with her. <laughs> that basically, that, that sort of sums her up. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy listening to my conversation with Mary Susan. Hi, Mary Susan. Welcome to Adventures in Autism. Hi, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to have you. So you and I were just chatting a little bit. You are my first special needs mama who is not an autism mom to come Mm -hmm. on the show. So we will kind of get into your journey, but I just have to say, so Mary Susan is a fellow podcaster. Her show mama bear podcast is amazing i love it after Mm -hmm. having recommended to me by a couple different listeners and past guests i checked it out and i just like fell for it immediately so i've been wanting to connect with you for a while and i'm just i'm so excited to get you here because i feel like you know this because on your show you talk about all different you know diagnoses Mm -hmm. whatever that word is um oh i know i don't know either yeah (laughs) I always say diagnosis. Diagnosis. I don't know. Yeah, I don't even know. It came out and I was like, that's probably not right. Um, but you, it, it really doesn't matter so much, the diagnosis, because it's like the, the things that, that you share and your guests share, it resonates so deeply with mm-hmm. all of us. So I'm so excited to get you on and just kind of hear your take on everything. Um, so if you will kind of take us back to the beginning of your journey, which is pretty unique, I would love to hear more about it. Sure. Well, thank you for the kind words. And I'm so honored to be on your show. This is very exciting. I'm sitting oh. here with my iced coffee and I'm like giddy. Oh, me too. Um, so back to the beginning. Okay. So my, my husband and I, we've been married now 15 years, uh, but we got married super young, almost teenagers, not quite. Mm-hmm. And um, let's see, seven years in, we decided, okay, we're ready to have we're ready to have kids. He, he's actually a musician and I was teaching at the time. And once we decided we were ready to have kids, I said, let, I'm going to take a year off teaching and go on the road with you just for fun, because that will be harder once kids are in the picture. And during that year of being on the road, we really started talking about it. And I had always wanted to adopt as a child. I had never pictured myself pregnant. I had never played with babies. I had absolutely zero interest in that type of, um, experience. I don't really know how else to say it. I just, as a child, it never occurred to me. Like my friends would want to, uh, play, you know, that they were having a baby and I just mm-hmm. would go along with it. I'd be like, I don't, I don't know. It wasn't, <laughs> it, it didn't call to me. What did call to me was this whole idea of adoption. And I would have dreams about it even as a child. And, um, and so I had always considered that as an adult, I would adopt. And when I met my husband, we were speaking about this and, and he also felt the same way as far as adoption. And so during this year off and on the road with him, we both decided, let's just go that route first, um, that we would adopt first and then maybe have biological kids later, maybe not, maybe adopt later, maybe not. But that would be the way we would uh, bring our first child into our family. And so Uh, that's what we did. We began the process of adoption and 
for us, we really, people ask us all the time because our, our daughter is from Ghana, how we chose Ghana. And it really was a combination of a lot of, um, a lot of small choices as far as which countries we were very young at the time, mid twenties would allow that. And there were some age requirements as far as even in, uh, like for in Ghana, for example, you had to be so many X many years older than the child. And, mm. and then here we looked in the States and, and that process was going to be a little bit different specifically uh, with the age group we felt comfortable with. And so through a long series of choices and just intuition and, and following your gut, we landed in Ghana and we uh, began the process there. And during that period where you're waiting for a match, uh, my husband and I just kept finding ourselves drawn to stories of individuals with special needs. They just kept coming up into our world. And, and so we started to talk about this whole idea of what if we, um, what if our child had special needs and, and what that would look like. And, and during those conversations, one day I um, was looking through some pictures that our coordinator had sent, not for a match or anything like that. It was just, she had taken a trip to the country. Here's some, a private link to some photos I took. And in those 700 photos, as I'm scrolling through, I saw this child who at the time was a baby. And I knew she lived in the wing of a very large orphanage for kids with special needs. That's, that's all I knew. And I just felt this immediate connection to this child. And through that, it's kind of a crazy story, but through that connection, I was constantly thinking about her and didn't know anything about her, but I was, she was just constantly in my brain and on my mind and on my heart. And, and so one day, uh, my husband and I, we had company over, we go to bed, I wake up in the middle of the night and I feel like you've got to get up and you got to go look at your computer right now. So I did, I got up, I went into the living room, it's dark, I'm trying not to wake anybody up. I opened my computer and our coordinator had posted a blog and saying, speaking about this child and she, because of the laws, she could not post her picture publicly, but she posted just her eyes. And I knew it was the same kid that I had seen in those 700 pictures. And in that moment, I got to re- I finally got to hear her story, which was very limited. We, they said very clearly in the blog post, we think she has cerebral palsy. We think she has microcephaly. That's all anyone will know until a family's advocating on her behalf. And uh, we're looking for a family for this beautiful girl. And through that, I mean, it just kept going mystical. The only way I can explain it is one mystical experience after another, after another. <laughs> and I told my husband, you know, I, I, I rushed in and we were looking at this picture. I woke him up and we're talking and, and I said very clearly, I knew, I said at the beginning, you know, this will never be a me decision, like me mm-hmm. trying to convince you to do anything. This will have to be 150% from the both of us. And so I'm just not even going to really talk about it unless you start having the same experiences I'm having. And he did. He had started to have the exact same, just really profound. It would take me 
two hours to walk you through them, but really big experiences <laughs> with this specific child across the country. I mean, the kind of experiences that just leave you jaw drop, chills on your body again and again and again for the both of us separately. And so one night in October of, oh man, 2011, uh, my husband looked at me and was like, let's email her. Like, this is happening. Like, we are a little unit. I can already feel it. And we're a family. And so we emailed the coordinator at one in the morning and said, if uh, this child is, you know, the, we've, we've seen this post and we're very, we'd love to know more about this child. She wrote back in the middle of the night. And three weeks later, we found ourselves on a plane heading to Ghana to meet her. Wow. And it was not to do anything court-wise. I mean, it was near Christmas. It, it would take much longer, but we just wanted to meet her and we wanted to begin the process of figuring out what our lives would look like. And, and we immediately uh, contacted our children's hospital and formed a relationship with their pediatricians there. And, and that was super helpful because then we could, we went to Ghana with things to do. Uh, you know, is she tracking? Uh, can she follow this light? Let's do a few things, put, you know, all these little tests that we could do so that we could as parents begin kind of imagining the life that this might look, you know, and it was very clear immediately. And our pediatricians were very honest with us. And I've, and I've always appreciated this from the get go. They said, we just don't think, even though she was so young, there's a high, high, high likelihood she will not be independent ever. And, mm -hmm. and so we knew that going in and um, we just knew I can't describe it other than it just was this profound experience of knowing in your soul. And, um, and we took three trips and she was a uh, home a year later. And so she was t two basic, almost two when she made it to the States. Now she's nine and she is in third grade. She has a bright, hot, pink, sparkly wheelchair. She has a feeding tube. She's um, although she is eating more and more by mouth, we have feeding therapy this morning. We love it. Mm -hmm. She, uh, looks one way for yes, one way for no, or that's something that's pretty, you know, she's depends on the mood, depends on how we're feeling. Um, and we're technically nonverbal, although she's very good at expressing her emotions, but certainly when there's a challenge, like what's hurting, that can be very difficult. And, um, she has seizures, although right now I think they're really controlled and uh, life is life is good. So we're out here in Tennessee. We have some chickens. We have some pigs, and we have dog, and we have a very fun, full life. What a beautiful story! Uh, thank that you. the the mystical side of it really like speaks to me because I definitely I I was just talking to my sister about how like I just believe in all of that. I have yeah. like not a shred of doubt in me when it comes to like signs or yes. you know, moments that like you get the chills like those are yes. so real to me yes um, so when you say it was like you know th this profound experience where it was just like things kept happening like th I mean that really was like just as like God chose me to be Logan's mom and I'm so grateful for it like you were just meant to be her mother and mm. it was a different circumstance to get you there but like so beautiful um you Thank and I were you. Or yes. And I was saying that to me, you're just like a superhero because I truly never expected this to be my life. And honestly, like, I, I don't know, I would have chosen this to be my life. Mm -hmm. So I hear from someone like you who 
wanted to adopt a child and then wanted to adopt a special needs child, I just mm-hmm. like I'm so blown away by the compassion of mm-hmm. the person you are. Like that's incredible to me. Did you? I'm just curious because like you didn't know a ton about her diagnosis. Were things then surprising to you, like when you were actually living it? Oh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> you know, yes and no. I mean, I was a very new, while I was a teacher prior, I was a middle school teacher and I hadn't, I mean, I, that year learned how to change a diaper, mm. you know, like right before she was coming home, my friend across the street had a baby. And so they were like allowing me to spend time with her. And I learned some of the fundamentals <laughs> <laughs> so I was very inexperienced as far as those things. So everything was new. Mm-hmm. But with that, I had no uh, I, I had no expectations. So instead of a, a bottle or instead of uh, purees or all those steps, I just all I knew was, uh, oh, we have a feeding tube now. You know, like to me, that was my first experience feeding a child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it was just learning those things. And one thing that was helpful, which made it not a surprise was that people ahead of me, like our adoption coordinator, she had a child with a feeding tube. Mm. And so she, having met my daughter before I did said, just so you know, I think she might need a feeding tube. Here's what it looks like. Here's, it's been great for us. It's not that intimidating. So when I got to the hospital in the States and they come in and they're sitting down and they're trying to give me this news, you know, that I might, that she might need a feeding tube. I was like, let's do it. Yeah. I'm already, Mm -hmm. I'm already on board with that. Like, absolutely. And again, I had friends that I had met online who had told me a story um, about their daughter having a seizure. So when we had our first seizure, I could text them. I kind of had some familiar stories kind of in my peripheral at the time I didn't know anybody who had my exact situation but those things helped it to not be quite so surprising was the intensity of a seizure and that kind of thing surprising uh you know it was what I'd imagine it to be Mm. (laughs) It, it, it was as difficult as I thought it would probably be um but yeah things have popped up since for example, where we are coming out of a season of weaning off of one medication that has caused rage in our very sweet, fun, loving gal. And so is that surprising? Yeah. You know, when stuff like that pops up and you have two weeks of, of a totally different situation and personality. Yeah. Those things are always surprising, but overall, I think me having no experience with young children might have helped. <laughs> so like when you're a new mom, like everything is new already. Yeah. So it's like, it's maybe new and not a, a, you know, a different way than a typical yes. mom. It was like, you were just kind of going through all this stuff as a new parent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I really appreciate what you saying about her, the, the first seizure and how it was just as scary as you'd imagine. Cause I could, we, Logan has never had a seizure he does not ever but you know seizures and epilepsy are common among children on the spectrum so Mm -hmm. i'm sure the listening can relate to that my my youngest my my little one she had a febrile seizure um about a year ago and i still have not recovered so yeah it's hard i I, that took years off my life i truly just one of the most terrifying things i've ever had to live through so i i my heart goes out 
so much people have to deal with that on, you know, a, a regular basis or a somewhat mm-hmm. regular basis because it is just terrifying. Um, but I think that is what is so interesting. And, and just listening to now, you know, special needs are special needs. And mm-hmm. someone said to me recently, like, well, don't all kids have special needs? And I'm like, God, that's so true. <laughs> yeah. We have to, you know, adapt for, for each of our kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, yeah, I, I really appreciate you saying that. And just like, like you said, like learning to change a diaper. I mean, it was all <laughs> new things for you. Yeah. All new. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that I, I love so much about your show and just hearing you, I feel like you are really good. Your show's awesome. I love it so much, but you are so good at just explaining like a really manageable and like just doable way to sort of practice self-care. And that is something that going into 2020, that is my goal for this year is to like, I talked about this on my kind of like New Year's episode, not just like self-care, because I feel like self-care is like such a hot button word now. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> everyone's talking about self-care and it's true. Like it's so important, but mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit deeper than just like taking a bath or like putting on a face mask, which I enjoy those things. Right. And I do them, but I feel like you are so good at like just picking out these little like tips and things that you do to just sort of like bring peace or bring joy to your life can you kind of like elaborate on those Mm -hmm. well thank you I I love to have fun like that's my my baseline is (laughs) I need to be having fun as quickly as possible Mm -hmm. I like that (laughs) so I it's important to me to make sure that my life in general not pockets of my life but my daily life feels good and so in in looking at my, my day to day where it's very unpredictable and we have, uh, you know, unique seasons of maybe seizure activity or, um, or seasons that feel so easy, you know, compared to others and, and life is great. One thing that I have always tried to do is just make sure the little things are happening that feel good because while getting a massage is great. And I do it as soon as I can, or going on a staycation. I do those. I just got back from one. Um, or, you know, all the things that we typically think with self-care, a lot of times I just can't fit it into my world. Mm-hmm. And specifically, you know, my, with my husband on tour, my daughter, I always need to be available to pick her up from school in case we are having, um, kind of some seizure activity or anything like that. I I've got to be available. So I can't go get my hair done during that time. I can't go do some of these other things. And so I found myself just innately creating those spaces in my own life without thinking much about it. For example, we had to take an ambulance ride. We took two ambulance rides at the end of 2019 with a seizure and all was well, but it was, we hadn't taken one in six years. So it was, Mm -hmm. you know, a little jarring. Mm -hmm. And, um, that first ambulance ride, we get there, we're going through the whole ER, all that stuff. And we were so grateful to be home that evening. And my husband, as soon as we rolled back in the door, my husband immediately takes our daughter to go um, get in her pajamas and cleaned up and, and go to bed. My mom was bringing food over and I found myself grabbing twinkle lights and hanging them above the kitchen sink. Like it just... <laughs> 
immediately happened. And I just knew this one thing was going to take me two minutes is going to actually for real add to our lives. And it Mm -hmm. did. We had a cozy night. It felt, okay, we're home. We're good. Everything's well. And then that evening I turn off all the lights except those. And it just made me feel peace. And it gave me a sense of uh, being grounded and, and I have yet to turn them off. I mean, this is months and months later and they're still, as soon as they go out, I'm going to get another pair, you know? And, (laughs) and so it's things like that. I, I just in my day to day, what can I do that will feel like fun? Because when I, I've always said like my, I am, if I'm at my healthiest, happiest self, I'm also Amy's healthiest, happiest mother. I can't, separate the two. So for me, things might be at one in the morning when I'm getting meds together, throwing on a playlist and kind of dancing around the kitchen. Even if I don't feel like it, once I get going, I have fun. <laughs> I set timers to get stuff done that I don't want to deal with just so it's off my plate and I don't have to think about it anymore. Um, I put occasionally I'll put spices like, um, pumpkin spice and cinnamon in my coffee grounds just so randomly the house smells good when I'm brewing a pot of coffee I I heavily invest in cozy socks you know things like that (laughs) where I I order a lot of food in I don't go to the grocery store if I don't feel like it I I just allow myself space to enjoy my world and you know I've this it can be super small but it really does make a very big difference in my life, even if it's just doing um, lunge it like while I'm filling up a my glass of wine, doing uh, some squats <laughs> in the kitchen, <laughs> like mm-hmm. just doing something that feels good to me on a consistent basis. Like not this is the time for self care, but just all the time. I yeah, I love that, and I feel like honestly, because of you and like listening to your show, I have learned so many little tips and little things that I'm like, Oh, like maybe this will help. And it's amazing how, like you said, like you don't really have time. (laughs) So it's like, you got to like fit it in where you can. I remember there was one episode where you talked about getting new pajamas. Oh oh my gosh. Yes. And I, I mean, I can't even tell you like the, my pajamas are like disgusting I mean, like so they're like to the point where my husband's like I think it's time to get new pajamas and I'm like all right I I was the chaperone for my daughter's holiday party and it was a pajama party oh. so I was like you know what I'm gonna get like new a, a, like a set of pajamas and they were I mean they were like nothing fancy it was just like some like cozy pants and like yes. a jammy top and so I, I wore those to her pajama party and I was like dang it Mary Susan was right. I'm like, right. these pajamas are amazing. And it was like just that little thing. And it's like you gotta wear pajamas. Yes. Something. I mean, if you're not, that's okay too. But like I do. Right. So yes. I mean, that little something to kind of like elevate it. And it, then my mom ended up getting me another pair of pajamas for Christmas. And I'm like, I, I just feel like I'm living my best life. And yes, that's <laughs> it. That's it. You it's exactly it. It's taking things you're already doing. You're already gonna be sleeping in or walking around the house in something. Yes. So make it something fun. <laughs> yes, totally. Yeah. And it's like, it's a little something that you can do. It's very doable. Yeah. Cause I feel like sometimes we do hear about like, Oh, like self care. Like you said, like, yeah, go, go to the spa. And like, those things are just not always 
going to fit into the schedule, right. especially for, for any mom, but especially for a special needs mom. Yeah. Um, you have like a, a, a downloadable something with all I your do. tips. I do. It's this, it's, it's on my website or through my Instagram. It's 75 tiny things that may help amidst the chaos. And it's just my list of 75 things like this that I do without really thinking about it, but it really does help a lot. Okay. So everyone definitely needs to download that. Cause don't we all need a little help amongst the chaos? <laughs> um, so I want to talk about your podcast. Cause as I mentioned previously, I'm such a fan mm. And I, I, every episode, I'm just like, so happy to listen to it. The person who had suggested it to me, she was like, oh, listening to her show is like a warm hug. Oh my gosh. It's so so true. It it really is. Yes, it totally is. What made you want to start the podcast? How did you get started? I, as a podcaster, I'm always like interested to hear from Mm. podcasters. Well, thank you so much for those kind words. It's, I think it's very similar to you. I, I knew early on you know, I, I knew the power of connection because I had been just searching, searching, searching here. My friends, my girlfriends are, uh, feeding their kids. Uh, you know, they're going from this to solids and doing all these things. And I'm like, okay, who in the room wants to talk to me about a G2 mm-hmm. and, you know, can any, nobody in my world face to face, had the experiences that I was having. And so it was an interesting introduction to motherhood to not be able to participate in those conversations that are so routine and typical among new moms. And I really would spend most of my evenings looking up blogs and looking up YouTube videos and anything at all that felt familiar to what was happening inside my own, inside my own house. Mm -hmm. And when podcasts came on the scene, I told my husband one day over breakfast, I said, Oh, I would just really love to have a podcast that allows me to show, you know, the girlfriends that I had made, because by that time when podcasts came on, I did have girlfriends face to face who do have kids with feeding tubes and do understand seizures and IEPs. And, and it's, it's like you said, it's some of my friends, um, their kids have similar stories and some are not at all, but they having a life that's not necessarily typical, we can really relate with in in different ways. And so I wanted to bring those conversations that have been so life-giving to me to that platform, because I knew what it was like to be in a hospital room searching for any Facebook group whatsoever that might feel Mm -hmm. right, you know? And so I mentioned it to my husband. I'd love to do a podcast maybe in 10 years. Those are my true. Those are my words. In 10 years, I think I'll, I'll put this on my plate. And he said, uh, I really think you should maybe start tonight. Cause I think that's a great idea. And when he said that, I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> that, that, sure. Yeah. I, you're right. I do actually want to do this. It's kind of that weird thing where you need somebody else to kind of affirm the thought going on yeah. in your mind. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so that's what we did. He, he has a studio here at the house for his uh, recording for music. And so he had a lot of the gear and we came into my little office that I already had and he set that up and said, okay, have fun figuring this out. And he left the next day on tour and I just started um, practicing and talking into this mic and trying to figure out what I wanted it to sound like. And, and I had already in hiding in like target parking lots been doing this on my phone, like pretending (laughs) 
to have a podcast just so I could hear myself back and see if there's something I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I had some ideas of how I wanted to sound, but that's how it started. I recorded episode one, I think 55 times, um, (laughs) trying to figure out how I wanted, you know, what the format I want, you know, the whole thing and, um, put it out. And then now we're, uh, about, let's see today, the hundred, hundred and eighth episode will come up. Ah, so amazing. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Yes. I love that you said you were practicing in the parking lot. Recording. <laughs> I, I probably should have done that, but I like my first episode, that was one take the first time. Oh my gosh. Well, that's very I'm impressive. Like get her done kind of lady. <laughs> oh, see, that's so impressive. I know I probably should have practiced a little more. So. No, no, that's, that's, that's the way to do it now. Now that's how I do it. But yeah, back then. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I was, uh, really taking my time. No. Well you, I mean, everything that you've done, like you can tell that you put like your heart into it so much and all, all your guests, like, it's just, it's, it really is like when you said life giving, mm hearing those conversations, being a part of those conversations, like for us as the host, I mean, it, it really is just like life giving. It's life. It like you're just like, okay, somebody else is like doing these same things that I am. Or even if like, like you and I, like our kids are super different, but it's mm-hmm. like, I can still relate to so much that you are saying. Yes. And, and other guests of yours too. Like there's little pieces that, you know, you can really take with you in a way that I think is different than just like you said, like Facebook groups or like reading a blog. Like when mm-hmm. you, when you hear someone talk in their, in their own words, telling their story, it's just really powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It is. And it's, it's changed my life. That's for sure. Yeah. I, I feel the same way about, about this podcast. Um, you have some other projects you're working on. I don't know if you want to share that. Oh, yes. I am working on a book. It'll be an ebook. I haven't announced the title or the cover yet, but that's coming. Mm-hmm. And I'm very excited about it. It's being written, um, you know, in the middle of the night in between searching like <laughs> Royal family news and all, keeping up with everything. That's very important to me. It's yeah. Written. Um, <laughs> I've been writing it in the minivan. I mean, everywhere I go, I've got my laptop. That'll be coming out soon uh, as an ebook. And then last at the end of last year, I did my first event and it was called the Mama Bear Soiree. And we had really great mocktails, really great cocktails. It was just a place uh, to gather. It was a ticketed event to to gather and meet each other and meet listeners and enjoy a good time. And it was in a really fun house in Nashville, where, Nashville, Tennessee, where I'm from. And, and we had a fire out back and, you know, a patio, rooftop patio. And then in the middle of it, we recorded the 100th episode live. So that was so much fun that I'm doing at least two more of those this year. And um, getting really excited for those events and and for that book and and then of course just continuing the continuing the show. Yeah, uh, I love that that episode that you did that hundredth episode. Oh. It was like so so beautiful. Thank um, you. And yeah, just everything I, I had said to you last week. I was because people always say to me like, "How do you have three kids and you do a podcast?" And I'm just like, I, I don't know. I just kind of do it. But I said to you, I'm like, I really don't understand how you are doing all this and writing a book. That is like so mind blowing to me. You're killing it. Well, it has been, it's been a lot of fun. I, I love to just, uh, you know, pull out the laptop whenever 
I'll, I'll grab a coffee, go to the carpool line five minutes early and see how much I can get. It is such a testament to like where there's a will, there's a way. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Well, that's like you and I were talking to about like starting a podcast. Like I had no idea what I was doing, like truly none. Oh, yeah. But like somehow I, I figured it out and we're, you know, 70 something episodes in now. And it's just like, Unbelievable. if there's, yeah, if you, if you feel there's like something that you need to do or, or say or work on, it's like, you need to follow that. Cause yeah. it's, it's so amazing when you actually do. It's so true. It's so true. Well, I just have had the best time chatting with you. And I really could talk to you all day. Do you want to mm. share? where people can connect with you and find you. Yes. Um, well, I'm on Instagram at Mary Susan McConnell and I, my website's Mary McConnell.com. I'm also on Facebook at Mary Susan McConnell and um, my podcast, you can search where you listen to podcasts, mama bear podcast, mama, M A M A. And it's the one with the grizzly. Okay. And that's where <laughs> I am. Thank you so much for having me. You were so much fun. You are too. Oh my gosh. This was, this was so fun. I've been wanting to chat with you for a while and it was just as wonderful as I wanted it to be. Oh, I've been like smiling the whole time. Aww. I'm like so excited. So thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, you take care and we will be in touch. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. For you, the listeners of Adventures in Autism podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I often get asked for book recommendations related to autism, and one that I always go back to is called The Out of Sync Child by Carol Kranowitz, and it was actually recommended to me by a friend who is also an OT, and I read this book years ago before Logan was even diagnosed. It's not necessarily just for autism. It also goes into like sensory processing disorder or ADHD, but it's just very valuable information and a really great resource that I still pull from today, even though I read it years ago. So that's a really good one. Sometimes just to get my mind off things, I also just enjoy good old chiclet. <laughs> I love anything by Emily Giffen, like something borrowed or something blue, and those are available on Audible as well, but you can pick from any of their titles. So to download Download your free audiobook today. Go to audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism. All one word. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash adventures in autism for your free audiobook. All right. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to my conversation with Mary Susan. Isn't she just a delight? <laughs> she, I love how she said her baseline is fun. <laughs> That's my kind of gal. I just love that. So definitely check out her show and everything she has to offer. Not only did she have that, the printout for the tiny things that may, you know, help monks with chaos. She also has a really awesome inclusive coloring book that you can print off. And it was really funny. Just a few days ago, I was on Facebook and my mom, who's a preschool teacher, I was scrolling through my feed and I saw that she had shared that the link to that coloring book, not even knowing that I had recorded with Mary Susan, but she just thought this was so cool. Um, and it is, it's amazing. So that is something that she also has available on, on her site. So definitely check that out and follow her, listen to her show, subscribe, leave a review, all that. 
it's so, so good. I know you guys will love it. Really awesome too. So we did a little collaboration and I'm going to be a guest on her show. If you're listening to this in real time, that episode is coming out tomorrow. So this episode is out on Wednesday and then my guest spot on her show will be out on Thursday. So definitely check that out. We had just the best time chatting, if you couldn't tell. <laughs> um, if you want to connect with me, you can find me on Facebook at Adventures in Autism Podcast or on Instagram at Adventures in Autism Pod, or you can email me at Adventures in Autism 2018 at yahoo.com. Again, I love to hear from you guys. If you are just enjoying the show, if you have a question or any kind of feedback, hit me up. Please, if you are enjoying the show, I would be so grateful if you would leave a review on Apple Podcast. Help other people to find the show. Also, if you are interested in being a guest, I am taking inquiries. I would love to hear from you if you will send me an email probably is the best way for that um, with just a little bit of your backstory and let me know kind of what's what's going on with you. That would be wonderful. So that is all for now. And until next time, take care. Music.